Hey, how are you doing today? It's getting closer. It's getting closer, the 23rd. <laughs> we have a few days to go. Christmas is a real exciting time. I love Christmas so much. You know, not because of the whole, whole um, festivity of the present giving and all stuff. So I'm a Christian guy. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm into my faith and I love going to church. Midnight math is amazing. Yeah. And, and, Rygate Church, where I live in Rygate, Rygate Baptist Church, with Mike and the gang, it's just a beautiful moment for me, and and um, we've got um, so many great people over that church that I've all pulling together, and, and you know we feel like I feel like I'm we're moving the world. We are single-handedly moving the world. It's just a great feeling, an amazing feeling, and I live in a an area I live in an apartment and I've converted everybody around here would you believe that stuff I've got girls here and boys here and I'm just spreading the word and telling them to come over to Rygate Baptist Church and when they come over there and they see the power and the presence that is being filled it's um, they don't want to move back they don't want to go back to to whatever lonely existence they had so it's all good. It's really, really good. You could tell I'm into my faith. But if you're not if you're not into your faith, if you're doing Annika or something else, then that's all good. It's all good. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just loving everybody and everybody should love everyone else. Don't beat someone up because they're from a different culture, a different colour, a different race. It doesn't matter. We're all one people. I've heard this before. We're people of the earth. Yeah, you know that. So anyway, and we're getting closer to this beautiful time of Christmas. And um, I want to talk about um, retreats today because we we often have to retreat in order to go forward. You know, a cavalry went in, went in battle and if the chips are down, they're going to fall back. You fall back and you fall back in order to go forward again. That's the strategy. You fall back, you regroup, you gather your thoughts, you, you make your plans, and you hit back. Boom, boom, boom. I'm a kickboxer, so I'm going to use a kickboxing metaphor here. When I'm fighting, and I'm a thinking fighter, or else I like to think myself as a thinking fighter, right? <laughs> we all do, and not a brawl. You know, we, we, we like to think ourselves as all a brain and a muscle. So... When I'm being beaten from pillar to post, and Lord knows that's happened before, I have to step back and we're going to my going to my corner when it's um, when time's out, and sit down and think, okay, this guy has got me here, he's got me there, he's got me there. Where can I get him? That's the regroup. That's the reset button. That's the button where you have to stop and start again, because you cannot just carry on and on and on with the same method. My son, Jamin Smith, you, I could say his name now because he's 28, right? My son, Jamin Smith, and my daughter, Jasmine Smith, and I could say her name because she's 25, right? They're both men and women. Now, the difference between those two is that Jasmine always was a thinking fighter. Jamin's a real philosopher now. He's a real thinking man. And my daughter is. I think I brought them both up to be thinkers. But 
when in their early years, Jamin used to fight and he used to want to hit the person harder. I used to say, Jamin, no, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. He used to go in and want to kick harder, punch harder, and you're just doing the same thing, but you're doing it harder, right? It's like speaking to somebody and having a conversation. You don't have a conversation and enforce your point by shouting. You enforce your point by saying something different. What is it that Einstein said? It's insanity to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Well, you've got to change it up. If you do the same thing, you're going to get the same, right? It's simple. So I had to retreat. I had to step back. I had to do something different. I had to consolidate. Consolidate means bringing everything together, making harmony, making a whole, making all the parts become one, completing the package, making a package. Yes? What's the opposite to consolidation? There's a few, there's a few um, words for that, but one that comes to mind right out, stretches out, is fragmentation. Fragmentation, for me, is the opposite to consolidation, right? What, what, what is fragmentation? Broken, not together, in pieces. It means that everything is split apart, everything's broken, it's it's ruined. You you gotta you gotta put together the ruinness. You can't just have something broken and broken and broken and just leave it broken if you wanna keep using it. You break your iPhone, you wanna go and get it fixed. A broken screen on an iPhone is annoying. It niggles away at you, even gonna cut your finger. It will bring you down. So you need to go and get it fixed, no matter how much it costs. Now, a realisation came to me when a student, a, a, the, the mother of a student said to me, Noel, if you teach my child three times a week, I will pay you £600 a week. That's more than I was getting for the Friday class that I was keeping. Because actually I wasn't getting anything. But in fact, that's more than I was getting for both my classes put together, the Friday and the Tuesday kids class. I was really tempted to take this opportunity but I couldn't take it because a woman that offered me the opportunity was somebody who she's a nice lady but she did something to in my class that I, I couldn't it would be a contradictory and it would be immoral for me to take that opportunity and 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 use that but you get the point I was working for much less than one lady is prepared to give me for the whole of my classes. It was a realisation to me that something was unbalanced. Moving back is not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of defeat. It's a sign of strength. Moving back gives you ability to round your thoughts, to reset your neurons, to push yourself forward in the sense that you've never pushed yourself forward before. There are always going to be elements dragging you down, pulling you back, pulling you in one direction or another. But you have to be able to say, hey, enough is enough. Take a stop and regroup and move on forward. You know, I, I don't, I've, I've made this clear to you before that, <laughs> heck, you know I don't have a problem in dropping people. And that's a form of resetting yeah resetting your booting your computer saying hey i'm going to clean out all the clutter and start afresh do you know what a new compave is it's a mac terminology right new compave means that you've got your computer 
and you've been migrating it since day one. A migration is when you... I'm talking computer terminology now, but I'm going to try and simplify all this, right? A migration on a Mac, because I'm a Mac man, I can't, I can't vouch for PCs. When you migrate on a Mac, you're cloning your Mac, your new Mac, to your old Mac. And when I remember when people first discovered the iPhone and then they upgraded, when iPhone, the original iPhone came out and then they had the iPhone 3 GS, I think, no, iPhone 3G, that's what it was, yeah. The original iPhone came out and they had the iPhone 3G. Now, and I remember a, a, a fellow saying to me, yo, he's got the new iPhone and he, he just cloned it and it's amazing it's like the same phone. I said, yeah, we've been getting that on the Mac for the past 20 years. <laughs> it's just he never had this on the PC. Now, when you nuke and pave, and nuke and pave means you're not going to clone. You're going to set your, your computer right back to its um, manufacturer setting. And then you've got to reintroduce your your applications or your programs, as they call them back late way ago, um, one by one, and that keeps your com that keeps your computer clean and running longer, running nicer for longer, right? So it's a long process, but it's good. I've never done it to be quite honest, because I never fought the need. I'm too bit. In that respect, I'm a bit lazy. I want my computer to just get on and work as soon as possible. And it's always worked fine for me. I've never, I'm not nuked and pave ever. But I know how to do it. And I know guys who, who do it. But coming back to the human factor now, it's a form of resetting. You have to go back in order, in order to go forward cleaner. Going forward clean is good. So I had to reset my program. I had to come right back to basics and say, this is what I'm going to do. There's a lot of other changes going on here as well. It isn't just a case of me resetting and coming back. There's a lot of other little quirks and bits and pieces happening, which I will tell you about throughout the few days that we'll be talking. And we'll be talking for a few days. You know that. Scott Forsaw. Do you know who he is? <laughs> Not many people do, but he invented the iPhone. Everyone thinks it's Steve Jobs and Johnny Ives. Johnny Ives and Steve Jobs had... Okay, right, let's get this straight. It was Steve Jobs' idea. It was his mind. It was his vision that wanted it to happen. And it was Johnny Ives that designed the shell. But Steve... But, um, but Forsall was the man who saw it through. He was the man who got the team together. He was the man that got the engineers. He was the man that made sure everyone was doing what they're supposed to be doing. This guy had major setbacks. Of course they had major setbacks. But they stood back and said, how can we make this better? This is okay, but how can we step back and make this do what we want it to do? Because they wanted to use this device for their own, for their selves. You know, many companies design things and you think, oh, did this person actually use this before they actually before they brought it out to be sold? Because it's, a lot of these things are so cumbersome and awkward to use. But these Apple guys were using this phone. They wanted a phone for themselves, so they designed it for everybody. 
But the fact of the matter is, you've got to step back in order to see the big picture. And I failed to do that for a long time. I failed to do that for a while. But it's better late than never, right? It's better late than never. <laughs> so I am saying to you here and now that things are going to be hot. Yeah? We've got a few days to go before Christmas and then the new year and things are going to be so hot. I'm looking forward. I'm optimistic and I'm really glad that I didn't go with a decision that I would have gone with. And I'm going to dive into that more as we talk throughout the days that we're going to be together. Christmas is coming up and tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And, you know, we've got to make things festive and happy. And I just want to say that tomorrow's conversation is going to be about hurt feelings. And my feelings have been hurt so badly <laughs> over the past year or so, you know, particularly the last half of the year. It's been... I've had some 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 heartache, some some hurt, and I just want, want to share that stuff with you tomorrow. So tomorrow is going to be. I'm not going to make it too heavy because you know it's Christmas Eve and we're in the year of festivity. And remember, there's people are uh, less fortunate than we are out there. And I've got some talks to do about that over the the nine or ten days that we've got coming up. But I will be looking forward to speaking to you tomorrow and tomorrow's conversation is about hurt feelings and boy my feelings have been hurt somewhat but look I love talking to you all and as I said we only have 15 minute shows here because I'm coming to you every day and tomorrow is Christmas Eve and we're gonna be I'm gonna be bringing you a beautiful show as I do every single week and well <laughs> I say every week but most weeks right uh, let's get down to a great show tomorrow and I'll see you tomorrow you guys stay cool both